0: Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, Megan's not with us this morning. She's at Grandma's. She's at Grandma's, my mama's. and But we're here and it is the 20th day. Today's my parents' anniversary. We've been married four months. It's my big sister's, my oldest sister's birthday. She turns 60 today. I and birthday. Uh, I don't think she watches Daybreak, but I still want to okay. say happy birthday. All right, let's get going. coffee and your Bible, listen to what the Spirit says, it's time for a (laughs)
1: daybreak,
0: (laughs) daybreak. All right, guys, where y'all find us? this old song. Look here, can you hear the drum? Michael is with us this morning. Sillies, and I like it. Come on, lean in here and say something. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I know y'all missed him as much as me. What I said, my boys, it's gonna be a good day. Like, what would you say? say? it be a good Because 'Cause you're playing with us this morning. We miss you, son. On daybreak now, when we went to eight. He has to leave out and go work. My wife has to work. <laughs> Part of life, ain't it? Man, God is so good. God is so good. I want to say right now, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for praying for me. I could feel your prayers yesterday. You know, uh, my partner in ministry, one of my partners in ministry, Brother Bernie, I also sent him a message before daybreak. Pray for me. And I could feel your prayers yesterday. And I got the answer by yesterday evening from the Lord. And I just really appreciate it. Very, very 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 much and i will be making that answer known to the parties involved after daybreak so it's good to be here it's good to be with you i did not realize miss laura let me know yesterday sister thank you very much that i put i put the 29th so actually yesterday's daybreak was like for the future it was 10 days it was <laughs> But you didn't know it was the 29th yesterday because it was the 19th. But today's the 20th. It's 2023. Let's dive in where we left off. We were in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 11. Verse 11. I'm going to try my best to get to verse 17. Lord willing. I'm going to try to get to verse 17. Let's say a prayer in the name of Yeshua, Jesus. God, lead us guide us and help us as we study your word this morning. In your name, Lord, we pray, amen. All right, let me jump over here on caption so I can put the scriptures up and here we go. It says this, verse 11, even a child is known by his deeds, whether what he does is pure and right. This proverb is simply speaking to a reality, and the reality is it doesn't matter if a child is saying they're being obedient we know an obedient child by the way they act if they're obedient if they listen if they don't listen we know that by what they do this is a good proverb It said even a child even a child is known well how much more adults are known and so the reality is is what we, it doesn't really matter what we say, and, and, and recently I, I preach on this a lot. Now, I know, I know that we live life in a struggle and in a battle, and God knows that too, and it is a battle that we win by the power of the Holy Ghost, okay? I know that. Uh, but Christians, believers, followers of the Lord, because we have the Holy Spirit, that is why, when things come in our mind that we want to do things that we shouldn't do, we don't do them because we have the Holy Spirit. We grab a hold of those things. We say, "Nope, I'm not following that." And so the reality is, is what we do really says what we believe. We can say all we want to, you know. And I, I've been preaching a lot and talking a lot about abstract faith. Abstract, abstract faith is mean. It's just a faith in my mind it's just a faith with my mouth I proclaim I believe it but I don't really it's what I, how I live my life shows what I actually believe amen and that's just the reality of the matter and this is even true with children even a child is known by how they act and what they do verse 12 proverb 2012 20, 20 verse 12. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Wow. What a miracle. Did you change the sound? I did not. That would would explain the echo. Okay. Is the echo gone? Yes. I hope the sound is good now. I apologize for that. So, verse 12. Laura, keep you on your toes. Thank you, Laura. You are just helping me out, sister. All right, The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. He is the creator of the ears and the eyes. And when you think about ears and eyes, when you think about how they are made, I mean, uh, like cameras were not directly made from the eyes, but it, it has been by studying the eyes and and understanding how light is filtered. That people you know, invented photography and and such things. And so, the studying of the eye, it's just, the eye is an amazing thing. Now, actually, we see with our brain, this is just, our eyes are a filter. But it is so amazing what the eye does, okay? And what the ear does. Well, that being said, this is just saying both of them is made for the Lord. Both of them, uh, He made the ears, He made the eyes. So they belong to him would be my adi- addition there. They belong to the Lord. So when the Lord Jesus comes on the scene and says, look, if your, your eyes is evil, <laughs> you know, when your eyes bad, your whole body is full of darkness. When your eyes good, your whole body is full of light. It is very important. It really shifts us. It changes us. What we allow into these filters. Even the Lord said, look, if your eye keeps causing you to sin, pluck it out, gouge it out, right? And I believe he was speaking in uh, uh, hyperbole. I mean, he was, he was like speaking in extremes there. But he, what he's saying is, look, it affects you what you set your eyes on. Now, I mean, if there's ever been a culture, I mean, you know how addicted we are to these things? The other day, I I just happened to be, uh, I happened to be, you just look around and everybody's just looking at their phone. Well, what are we looking at on the phone? And, you know, what are we letting into our ears? What are we letting into our eyes? And that is a very, very, very powerful thing. All right. So we need to keep them in check. They belong to the Lord. Verse 13. Do not love sleep lest your poverty, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes and you will be satisfied with bread. Do not love sleep lest you come to poverty. Now, this is no doubt being tied together with the Lord has made your eyes. Okay, so don't love sleep, don't fall in love with sleep. And then basically, this is another proverb on being lazy. There's a lot of proverbs on being lazy. Are they not? Isn't it kind of shocking to you? How many proverbs are on being lazy? Not loving sleep, you know? You just, you can't get out of the bed, uh, you ain't going to have no money. Okay? That's all there is to it. We'll go on. Well, that should be all there is to it. Should be all there is. Open your eyes, you will be satisfied. satisfied. In other words, get up. Get up and get going, and you know, you're going to be able to have something to eat. All right, Proverb 20, verse 14. It is good for nothing, cries the buyer. When he has gone his way, then he boasts. This proverb, Proverb 20, verse 14, is just a proverb on the art of manipulation. (laughs) It's just speaking of manipulation, Uh right? So, When somebody is buying something and, you know, they're about to buy the car, they're going to run it down a little bit. I don't know. See this little chip in the paint right here? I don't know. I don't know, you know. It's no good. It's no good. I guess I'll buy it anyway. And then as he goes, he's like, yes, I got it. And so really, this proverb is just speaking a reality of how people manipulate all the time, you know. Be like, hey, don't let him know we're really interested. Don't let him know we're too interested in this. <laughs> it's part part of who we are these days, right? Don't let him know. So he says it's no good, but then when he goes away, he's like, yeah, look what I got. I can't help but think of a, uh, for so, a pawn shop guy, you know. Uh, I've never pawned anything, but I bought things from pawn shops, and I can only imagine, you know, that he's like, ah, it ain't really worth anything, I ain't gonna be able to get nothing out of that, and then, you know, I, I give you a hundred bucks, man, and the guy gets a hundred bucks, he goes out of the store, and he says, yeah, man, I can sell this for five hundred dollars, anyway, verse 15, there is gold There is gold and a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. Now notice it says lips of knowledge. He's saying listening to wise words are better than gold and jewels. Listening to wise words. You might have gold and jewels that can help you in a pinch, but what would be better is to listen to wisdom and never get in the pinch. Does that make sense? Translate this up to date. You may you may be good. You got a good bank account. You got money in the bank. Hallelujah. Okay, that's good. But what's better is to be able to listen to wisdom, so that you don't get in a bad situation and and uh, things don't go well. Right? Lips of knowledge, wise words. I probably pro, probably Solomon is saying, listening to my Proverbs is better than you have in gold and jewels. <laughs> Listen to what the king is saying. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. This is a good morning this morning. I feel good at least. It always feels good to get an answer from the Lord. Verse 16. Now, verse 16 is a complicated one. So, I might have to take a little time. I must, yeah, I got some time here. Verse 16 says Take the garment of one who is surety for a stranger. Take the garment of one who is surety for a stranger. So, the one, this person is surety for a stranger and hold it as a pledge when it is for a seductress. Now, some translations simply say foreigner here. What in the world is he talking about? Okay, now first we've got to understand a little bit, you know, some of you know this. Let's turn back to Exodus chapter 22, and I'm going to read verse 26. Actually, I'm going to read verse 25 to help give a little context to what Solomon is talking about here. In Exodus chapter 22, verse 25, now do I have this up? Yeah, I got it up there. It says, if you lend money, I don't have Exodus up there. You've got to find that on your own. If you lend money to any of my people who are poor among you. So in other words, he's speaking to the Israelites. This is God's rules, God's laws. He's saying, if you lend money to one of your brothers, one of your neighbors, my people. You shall not be like a money lender to him. There were people who were moneylenders, even in the days of Moses. I'm in Exodus chapter 22, and right now I'm reading verse 25. You shall not be like a moneylender to him. You shall not charge him interest. Okay, so that's pretty plain. In other words, uh, you don't charge your family interest. When you lend them money verse 26 if you ever take your neighbor's garment as a pledge now this is to help understand the proverb we just read you take your garments uh your your neighbor's garments as a pledge so there were garments that were worn and then there was an outer garment so if one needed to borrow money say what happened is this custom developed that he would give his outer garment as a pledge. I will pay you back. So he take his outer garment and give it to him. But this is important. He says, You shall return it to him before the sun goes down, for that is his only covering. It is his garment for his skin. What shall he sleep in? And it will be that when he cries to me, I will hear, for I am gracious. You shall not revile God, nor curse ruler of your people. Verse 28 went to something different. Here's what God is saying. You can lend money and you can take the garment from your neighbor, his outer garment, okay? But when, it, when the sun goes down in the Middle East, when the sun goes down, it gets very cold. It can be nice and warm through the day. If Josh Leventhal happens to be on here this morning, he can tell you. It'd be nice and warm during the day in the Middle East, but when the sun goes down, it's cold. So he's like, but during the night, you need to give him back his garment. Okay. He's your family. He's your friend. And if you don't, and he cries unto me, I'm going to hear him because I'm a merciful God is what God is saying. So basically he is saying you can take a surety for the loan. Okay. Don't charge him interest but you can take a pledge. So this garment becomes a pledge. Now this is what's in the mind of Solomon when he says, take the garment of one who is surety for a stranger. So the one, you got, you've got, you got somebody that has be, has lent himself out or become surety for a foreigner, a stranger, not even the family, says take the garment, take the garment and hold it As a pledge, when it is for a seductress, basically what this proverb is speaking about is uh, one. Proverbs already tells us: do not go into debt. Now we all do, so remember, I'm just I'm I'm still in debt too. I still owe the bank, but Proverbs really wisdom says: hey, don't be in debt. Stay out of debt. Don't be in debt. If you are going to be in debt, be wise about it, okay? And if you're lending, be wise about it. So if you're lending to somebody that's close to you or or a neighbor, you know, you be sure to give back his garment every evening. Uh, But if you're helping a silly brother or sister out and they have become surety for a stranger, somebody that's not of the covenant people, they're not of God's people, then you you need even more security for your loan. It's it's really a proverb speaking of security, basically. If you're going to be, if you're going to co-sign, be careful, okay? Yes. And it's one thing to co-sign for family, uh, but goodness, be very careful if you're going to help somebody out that's in a stranger. Many, many places in Proverbs, it says do not be surety for a stranger. Don't do it. I know it and basically this proverb is saying if you have done it then you know and especially hold it as a pledge when it's for a seductress you know for a stranger or for the lewd woman basically you've got to cover yourself is what this is saying it's better not to do it but if you're going to do it or if you've already messed up and got into it then just be very wise about what you're doing okay we'll end with verse 17 today did you have something you wanted to add no, but when I was reading, when I was reading that it would make me think of uh Judah and Tamar, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean in his mind that was a foreign that was a strange woman. And mm-hmm. he, and he gave a pledge, his page. staff. It was yeah. his staff, wasn't it? It was and it was uh, his signet. His signet and possibly a cloak or a staff. It was something like that. I was thinking know? it was his signet and his staff, but I could be yeah, wrong about might that. Be right. Anyway. <laughs> but he shouldn't have but been there to start with. She was there a prostitute. Start with or she was playing the harlot. Yeah, it was actually his daughter in law. And his daughter in law was upset because whenever Sheila got old enough, Judah did not give her to him. So, anyway, give him to her. Give him to her. So, anyway, she decides to go and play the harlot. And then, so it's a big story. Uh, you know, there's more soap, soap operas in this word than you'll ever find yeah, on I can't TV. <laughs> The Bible's not interesting. The Bible's a very. Series ever made, <laughs> ever. So anyway, she takes a signet, she keeps it. He comes back to give her money, right? And she's gone and he can't find her anywhere. But then when he finds his daughter-in-law is pregnant, oh my goodness, he's gonna have her killed. He's gonna have her stoned to death, killed because what's she doing pregnant? But
1: she, guess what? She had Guess what? History. She was
0: pregnant with him. And you know the crazy thing? You're talking about a God who takes mistakes and turns them for good. That becomes the lineage lineage of the Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That's amazing. Amen. God can take our failures and do something good with them. Hallelujah. Anyway, verse 17, but don't jump into failures saying, oh, I'm just going to mess up because God's going to do something good with it. Uh Uh-uh, don't think like that. Bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth will be filled with gravel. Have you ever, you ever been eating anything and you had uh, like a hard sand or, sand, gravel, or, gravel, or, gravel, or sand. gravel or a little pebble or a shell? Mm-hmm. And, and there, oh, it, oh my gosh, it is awful. Or a little piece of aluminum, it, it is, is awesome. awful. This proverb is pretty simple. We'll talk about it more tomorrow, but... Basically, uh, it's talking about the sweetness of the forbidden. The sweetness of the forbidden. Uh, it seems sweet at the time, and we'll pick up here tomorrow and how people. Uh, there's this. There's this desire. There's this pull. There's this sweetness of forbidden things, and it's common among people. It's common among people, but it doesn't remain sweet. You know, it's it's like. In our day, we just eat everything we want to eat and all the sweetness, it comes back to bite us, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. it bites hard. In our mouth, it becomes gravel. In other words, it's not good. But we'll take up with air tomorrow. And uh, thank you for being part of Daybreak. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for commenting. Uh, you guys on YouTube, thank you for commenting. You know, we've had a little uptick in our YouTube uh, watchers, Thank you for being there. I appreciate that very, very, very much. I right. love you guys. Lord willing, we will see you tomorrow. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. All right. Love you, Saints. Thank you for being here. See you tomorrow. Lord willing. Lord willing. Bye.